All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, Wednesday, October 25th. And if last night we were drunk on hockey this morning, it's the hockey hangover. And we'll dissect everything we got on Frozen Frenzy Day on Daily Faceoff Live. The show is brought to you by Botano, botano.ca 19 plus. Please play responsibly. I'm Tyler Remchuk, and he is our NHL insider, Frank Saravalli. Frank, did you enjoy the run of hockey last night? I did. Uh, not so much the NLCS, but please tell me that somewhere on the planet Earth, someone hit a 16-game parlay last night. Oh, there has to be someone, right? Has to be. I was not close to hitting mine. I think so I missed five. You said $5 paid 85000 I saw a couple people dropping their bet slips, a hundred a hundred dollar parlay, Ooh. sixteen teams. Oh, anyway, uh, someone somewhere. I I haven't seen any word yet, but somewhere, please tell me. Yeah, someone had to have done it. Uh, all right, let's dig into what we saw last night. There was a lot going on around the NHL, so we'll just start with a recap of Frozen Frenzy, Frank and. On the ice, I think it kind of lived up to the hype. You got hat tricks from Hartman and Toffoli. We had five of the games combined for nine-plus goals. There were third-period comebacks, overtime thrillers. Three teams kept their perfect seasons alive. The entertainment value was there for this 16-game slate. It wasn't like a bunch of 2-1 games. Yeah, there was also some scary injuries, as you mentioned. Uh, the hat tricks, some, some nice uh, feats for players, but... You know, at any time you get all 32 teams in action on one night, there's bound to be a few hiccups, things that go wrong, a power outage, 
in Columbus forced the NHL schedule, which was sort of perfectly uh, synced to have uh, staggered start times. All of a sudden that goes from 6.30 to 8.30. It's like, come on, this is why we can't have nice things. And then you see the skate cut, the skate blade to Jacob Lauko's uh, eye. Thankfully, he's going to be okay. Uh, John Ludwig in Pittsburgh, he's making his NHL debut. He's knocked out cold trying to make a hit at center ice. Man, uh, it's like one of those things, so many different things happening. If you're the NHL, you're also sitting back and also kind of bracing for impact, knowing that things could go wrong. But for the most part, pretty incredible in night of hockey. There was some complaints about the way things work. Red Wings head coach Derek Lalonde said, it's absolutely awful. I get it on the big picture, but I don't know why our fans, who are as loyal as can be, have to come to the ring for an 8:23 start. I mean, my family's not coming. They're staying home because of it. Start times really seem to be the only complaint from this whole thing. And I think the solution we hinted at earlier in the week, if you do this on a Saturday when you can start a couple hours earlier, it's golden. I think this kind of thing can work. And I think the red zone feel on ESPN also works. Yeah, I think the couple complaints are one that it wasn't available in Canada. Yeah. Two, the idea that it was on a Tuesday in October. And three, when you do that, it comes with some wonky start times. I mean, puck drop for the Flyers game in Vegas. So if you're local in Philly, it was 11:08 Eastern. I mean, that is pretty late. I that was the last game on the slate. I I made it through two periods of that game, and it was like, come on, like I you know hockey started at six o'clock tonight uh that was a long day it was a, probably a long day for the uh department of player safety in the nhl's hockey ops situation room as well yeah there were uh some questionable hits throughout that one i saw on the red zone channel they even had a chance to chat with george peros about the way that works so we'll see if we get uh, anything today I was going to say kudos to Commissioner Gary Bettman as well. He was up late. He did a hit from his house in the 11 o'clock hour as well. So uh, he was also part of the fun. So, you know, the commissioner was up watching hockey. Yeah, it, it was honestly a really, really fun night. And I hope it's something that maybe the league even does a little bit more often next year. Like branded is Super Saturday and pick a Saturday a month where you're like, yeah, we're doing this. Everyone's playing. It's it's hard, though. Building availabilities in 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 you need at least 16 arenas and then the matrix to all line up like I give them credit for trying something different. Tough that it's in October and on a Tuesday. Yeah, but they uh, they tried something new. And I mean, we ripped the NHL a good amount for their lack of creativity and marketing and things like that. So I, I should probably bite my tongue on some of my complaints when they actually do, like you said, logistically pull off something like this. It's uh, it's quite impressive. We're going to talk a little bit more about what we saw on the ice last night later on in the show. Luke Gazdick's going to stop by for an edition of the Players Room, Frank. But off the ice yesterday... Nikita Zadorov made some waves out in Calgary. Uh, we'll give our comments on it, but first I want to play the clip for the listeners. There's some things need to get working on, but I think main thing for us, we're just not working as the unit yet. We're, uh, we have too many individuals playing by themselves, so I think we just, we got to figure out if we want to play as the team or if we want to play as the home guy, whatever. Too many individuals playing for themselves is what Nikita Zadorov had to say yesterday. He also had a really interesting line towards the end of his uh, availability where he said last season was different. It was Daryl. Now there's no Daryl, so there's no excuses. You guys don't like hard coaches. You don't like soft coaches. You don't like good coaches. It's a new day league. I mean, that's that. those are some scathing comments from Zadorov, and I think it speaks to maybe some tension in that Flames locker room. 
Yeah, I mean, this was certainly eye-opening for me. Uh, look, you were with me last year at All-Star Weekend when we had Nazem Kadri on the pod, and he mm -hmm. said, "We're the Calgary Flames will make the playoffs if we start playing as a team. And it was a three-second soundbite, but to me it said so much more than that. And to hear this now in the first couple weeks of the season, it was kind of fascinating to hear media ask Blake Coleman about it after Calgary's game and lost to the New York Rangers last night. And he was like, well, you know, sometimes frustration gets the best of us. And it's like, no, no, that's not frustration. It's great that you tried to sweep that under the rug, but this is a player calling out his teammates. We don't know which ones in specific, but it's clear to me that something at the very least is off kilter in the Calgary Flames room, whether it's lack of chemistry, cohesion. I don't know if it's a personal thing. Some guys don't like each other. They just haven't gotten in sync playing with each other, whatever it might be. It's certainly a red flag in terms of what happens next uh, for the Calgary Flames, because this is a team that entered the year with expectations to bounce back. That's the way we've seen this team as a good team that really underachieved last year. And so far to start, We've seen a team that has been lifeless at times, a team that certainly hasn't brought its work ethic and effort to the rink on a consistent basis. And it leaves a lot of question marks as to where does this team go next as it's still trying to sign all of these players that are pending unrestricted free agents, including Elias Lindholm. And we heard some conversation earlier in the week that Noah Hannafin had made progress and may be getting closer. I think that kind of hit a little bit of a snag. Um, but look, we're in a spot now where the Flames don't want to become the New York Islanders of the West, which is a team that is totally locked into a group for term and dollars that can't quite get over the hump. And sounds to me like a team that needs to diagnose some of the issues that it has. Yeah, and you kind of already answered my next question now. And it's, listen, the vibes were so high when we went down there to record interviews for Frankly Speaking in training camp. All everyone talked about is I was a breath of fresh air that got jolted in to this locker room. Everyone was ready to have a better season. And, and it's not even like they were that far off. And it's not even like this is that terrible of a start either. You have five points in your first seven games. I know it's a three-game losing streak. Frustrations are high. But the fact it gets public this quick and the frustrations are clearly growing as fast as they are. If I'm Craig Conroy, I, I think I got to sit there and go, well, hold up here. Is this maybe not the right group to commit to long term? That's what I think is kind of the beauty of the spot that they're in is don't overcommit at this moment. Take your time. Craig Conroy used the time that he had available to him this summer to kind of keep the band together, keep things status quo, keep everyone on the same page. Now you got to do the same and also diagnose some of those issues because it's obviously a real thing. Yeah, and and I'm I'm not saying they need to go through a long and painful rebuild, but maybe just don't commit to these extensions right at this very moment. Wait and see how things play out for another a couple months before you commit. That's an interesting segue, Frank, into our next segment because the Calgary Flames, I mean, they're not alone in their own province for feeling disappointment in the way their season started, never uh -huh. mind on the league as a whole. So we're going to play a little edition of Rank'em. Frank, we've identified the four teams in the league that we think should be the most disappointed in their starts, and it's the Oilers, the Flames, the Penguins, and the Senators. And I'll let you go first with this. Rank those four in terms of your level of concern. Yeah, I mean, when you consider the spot that these teams are in, um, based on Zadarov's comments, based on what we heard from Nazem Kadri before, 
And based on the situation that they're in trying to bounce back and what we've seen from this team to start, I've got the Flames right at the top of that list because that to me is a sign of a team. When you start to hear that publicly, that usually happens in March, April, the end of the season as you get close to locker cleanout day. Very rarely does that come out in late October, three weeks into the season. I've got the Sens next and... You know, you can never really rely too much on the words that players use. But when Claude Giroux said this week, it's not time to hit the panic button. I'm like, ooh, panic button. That's interesting. Uh, so the Sens, to me, are, are a team to continue to monitor. I thought they looked good the first few games. Since then, have struggled a little bit. I have concern about the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, I've talked and was open, you know, heading into the season about their ability to try and assimilate Eric Carlson doesn't have a single point on the power play yet. Uh, four points in six games to start. And I think for a team that had so many issues defending in its own end, um, that to me is what stands out for the pens. And I'm really kind of less concerned about the Oilers. They hit, you know, a couple games to start that, you know, in years past, they probably would have won. I'm thinking of the home games that they've had, you know, the, the second game against the Canucks, the game against the Jets, you know, they had really good stretches in those games. Their record would probably look a little bit different if they were, you know, three and three or something like that, that, you know, you wouldn't be uh, raising the alarms just yet on the Oilers. Yeah. And that's the reason why, and we'll flash up mine here in a second. I have the Oilers fourth too. Like, I mean, I, I've been following this team long enough to be able to say they, every season, they have a month where they look awful. This might just be the month where they look awful and it's happening at the start of the season, whatever. The Calgary Flames, I actually had it three on my list just because I still believe in this roster enough. Like, I think, you know, if Zadarov doesn't make those comments yesterday, we're probably not even talking about them all that much today. Um, the sense the pens, I have, huh? Pardon? The pens are the one to me that jumps out when I look at this. Yeah, I just sit there and I go, okay, remember last year, they missed the playoffs. And a lot of things went right for them. Like they had their vets stay healthy for that whole season. Frank, that's never a guarantee with any team, never a team, never mind a team that's as old as the Pittsburgh Penguins are. I haven't been very impressed with the Eric Carlson thing early on. I, I'm not sure if that experiment is working through six games. And if that experiment's not going to work, then they're running back the same team that missed the playoffs last year. You know, I just, I don't know if they address their core issues this summer and through six games. I'm not inspired to believe that they've done that. Yeah, I think that's a totally fair assessment. And you could argue in some ways that they might have even gotten worse because, yeah, they changed out the bottom six. Mm -hmm. and But they also eroded a little bit of their depth, uh, particularly on the blue line. Like, I think Jan Ruda had a really disappointing year last year, but he's still a good defenseman that you've now shipped off to San Jose. And you took back a guy in Carlson who, yes, 100-point score, and he may score 75 this year, but if he doesn't fit in with what you're trying to do, I'm not really sure how much it's going to help you for a team that already missed the playoffs. Brad Beatty is in on the YouTube chat. He says, I vote Edmonton Jeremiah, our resident Capitals fan. He uses his Capitals as a measuring stick, Frank. He says, the Flames are in trouble. They lost to the Capitals. What does that tell you? Uh, well, we'll talk a little positively about your Capitals here, Jeremiah. And Alex Ovechkin, listen, it was a losing effort yesterday for the Capitals. So I'm sure they don't want to hear us talk too much about that game last night. But what a performance by Alexander Ovechkin last night. I mean, he goes and scores a goal on what was his 13th shot 
of the game. And it feels like he maybe watched our program or one of the other programs and said, hold up, you think I'm washed? You think I'm, you know, heading to the 18th green on my career here? No, 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 no. I still got it. That was impressive last night. Yeah, I mean, he still is probably coming down 17 fairway right now. Yeah. And so that's, that is fair to say. Um, and he hasn't looked like himself to this point, starting the season with back-to-back games held without a shot. He makes up for that with a massive night against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And by the way, just a totally unlucky night for the Caps. They pretty much mauled the Toronto Maple Leafs in every facet of the game that you could imagine. I think the Leafs had something like four shots and 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 were still leading um, in that game. It was crazy to think of, of how crazy the Leafs were outplayed and, and still the Caps find a way to lose. Um, certainly disappointing, but... What's bananas about that OV stat, if you throw it back up on the board, Gavin, is that was his 300th power play goal as a Washington Capitol. It also happened to line up that it was the 3,000th power play goal for the Washington Capitals, which means that OV accounts for 10% of the entire Washington Capitals franchise power play goals. So you look here at the record and what that means Team, teams that have not been around nearly as long. Timo Solane has 12% of Anaheim. Steven Stamkos, almost 12% of Tampa Bay. Both of those teams, their franchises got, they had a 20-year jump on the Washington Capitals. They weren't founded until the 90s. So the Caps in the mid-70s, Ovechkin has way more runway and has nearly caught these guys in terms of overall power play contribution. So... Pretty crazy stat to think about. I got a couple of other uh, crazy OV stats for you as we wrap up the segment. That was the 53rd time in his career he's finished a game with 10 or more shots on goal. It's just the third time he's hit the 14-shot mark. He's done 15 twice, once in 06 and once back in 2015. Frank, 53 times he's been 10-plus shots. In his career, he's only been held shotless 19 times. That is insane. Look, some guys don't get 530 shots in their entire career. He has 300 power play goals. Most guys would be thrilled with a 300 goals of any kind in their entire career. It's insane what he's accomplished. Yeah, uh, so stick taps to Ovi on uh, having a nice bounce back night. Maybe we shouldn't have been doing the whole, is he even a 40-goal scorer? Maybe Ovi's, I don't know, maybe he's not going to be fine. But, but get to the mid-30s, relax. Yeah, He'll get to the mid-30s. All right, uh, let's move along and get to today's big segment. It's the Players Room with Luke Gazdick. Players Room is delivered by DoorDash. You can make gift shopping fun again with DoorDash. Shop for everyone on your list with items like gift cards, cosmetics, sleeps masks, candles, and more. It's all available to order, yes, even at the last minute. Finding that perfect gift has never been easier with DoorDash. Welcoming in Luke Gazdick to the show as we do every wednesday luke just first off what did you think of the 16 game slate last night in the hockey overload oh great night at the studio guys honestly we had the green screen going we had uh we were coming up in intermissions for all the canadian teams but it was wild just to see every everybody going at once a couple good games on the sketch it was awesome guys honestly we talked about everything that went on on the ice last night and one thing that stood out is all three teams who were off to perfect starts they remain perfect, and two of them are in the Western Conference with the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche. Looking at these two, if you could only declare one the true juggernaut of the West, who would it be? Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I got to go with Vegas, honestly. The way they've shown absolutely no regression whatsoever, uh, not only getting the goaltending, but you hear that phrase that they come at you in waves all the time, and that's what I see from Vegas. Starting their fourth line against first lines all the time. Their transition game off the rush, like if you're making mistakes in the neutral zone, they are going back, right back down on you. Uh, it's fascinating to watch. Jack Eichel's becoming one of my favorite players to watch in hockey. His puck possession skills and um, the way he can use everybody around him and do it himself. Uh, Colorado does it a little differently with their speed and and you know they're kind of um, their electric uh, their electric top six. But for me, it's Vegas guys. Yeah, it's funny, Luke. I, I look at Colorado and I think so much of what I see from them with Nathan McKinnon he's a force of nature. Like they just kind of bull you over in, t in terms of getting where they want to get to. And so just curious in general, give us your, you know, if you've got Vegas at the top, give us your Western conference power rankings. <laughs> All right. I'll give you a little top five. I like Vegas and not Vegas one. Like I said, Colorado number two with, with what they've shown and Nate McKinnon leading the way. Uh, the Dallas Stars, for me, are number three. They look good. That's a nice veteran club. I've been a big Jamie Benn fan for a while. I was actually a Dallas draft pick back in 07 and a good young goaltender in Jake Ottinger. Uh, the LA Kings probably fall behind them at number four. Great center depth. Another veteran club. I played for Todd McClellan. You know how he coaches. Loves that kind of defensive, hard-to-play-against style. And, guys, I wanted to throw in a Canadian team, but... I'm going to give it to the Minnesota Wild. I, I like the dynamic um, the dynamic lineup that they have. Uh, putting up seven against the Oil last night. I know that you know the Oilers aren't, aren't playing as well as they possibly could, but they got a big, good, good mix of big guys. And 
that line with Zuccarello and, and Kaprizov is is fast. And same thing with them. Like in the in the offensive zone, they'll cycle, they'll work you puck possession, and in transition, they make you pay for your mistakes. And you can even see their aggressiveness on the PK last night. They go for it, getting chances for uh, with a man down. So I'll let the Wild slide in there at number five. Gavin, if we could maybe just flash up those Western Conference standings a little bit, Luke. I want to maybe get your take on someone outside of your top five. I mean, you see Vancouver off to a good start. They're four and two now. Rick Tockett called them out a couple of weeks ago. They responded really, really well. Teams like Winnipeg and Arizona off to really good starts. Is there anyone who in the first six, seven games of the season has maybe really changed your opinion of them early on? I think you said it right there. I think it's Vancouver. Uh, and the reason I didn't put them in the top five is I think they had two tough losses last week, one to Philly uh, and the other to Tampa. But Rick talk is kind of brought in this cultures where everyone's buying in and their top guys are doing it every night. JT Miller, Elias Pettersson. It's just a drop off for me. They had some depth scoring last night. Mikheyev, Hoaglander, D. Giuseppe got his first last night, but they're going to need more of that. They need to be able to roll them over like the Vegases and and like the Avs. The Jets are right on the outside too for me too, but with a with, with a goalie like Connor Hellebuck, they can get anything done. Shifley's playing some good hockey, uh, but they're sitting just outside. Vancouver's a, an interesting one for me. I want to see how they can keep this going. It's kind of like they're showing me a little, but they got to continue bringing this and, and a little more depth from their bottom six. Luke, I think we all enjoyed having 32 teams in action on Tuesday night. Is there anything you'd change about the Frozen Frenzy? Oh, good question. No, honestly, it was cool, man. Maybe maybe have it on a weekend instead of a Tuesday night. <laughs> I'd love that on a Saturday, uh, uh, like a football day. But other than that, I think they did a, it did a phenomenal job from start to finish, especially with the staggered times and um, allowing everyone just to get a peek in into what was going on. It's a great idea, and I hope we can continue to see a couple more of those going forward, whether it's this year. I think we only have one more left this year in terms of every team playing on one night. Uh, but hopefully they can look into that uh, going forward and especially us on the Canadian side, if we can kind of broad, work on broadcasting that kind of like Bucci did last night. Like I would love to be sitting there like Scotty Hansen going from game to game and power play to power play. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah, it was cool. And the staggered times, like you said, really made it neat because you'd watch the first period and then boom, just quickly flip over to something else. Luke Gazdick in the player's room delivered by our friends at DoorDash for a limited time. Our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app and use that promo code at the top of your screen, Nation25. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, guys. Our producer Gavin just put in all caps in our chat. The Octobox. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see that John Bucci Gross. We're we're going to all six teams on the power play right now. We're all eight teams. It'd be cool. It'd be Am cool. I the only one that didn't really understand the idea of the staggered start time? Like, I'm, I mean, no one complains about... First off, I think the NHL is so incredibly parochial. Like, you don't really care about teams outside of your own market unless you're like a hardcore, hardcore fan. That's one. And two, like... The fact that the bulk of NFL games on Sundays all start at the exact same time at one o'clock, like I don't hear anyone belly aching saying like, oh, why can't these be staggered? And most of them are all at halftime at the same exact time, too. It's like the perfect time to go to your fridge. Yeah, I don't know. I, I liked it in the NHL just because the intermissions, I don't know, there's two intermissions in a game. So you'd have two awkward breaks throughout it. So I just kind of like that you could again, like I was watching Leafs caps, boom, that went to intermission. 
flip over. I'm right in the thick of the action with Send Sabres. That goes to intermission. I'm back the other way. Like, I don't know. I liked it. I, I do understand your point, though, because you're right. NFL football, they start every game on Sunday at the exact same time. So, And I would say we did mention it, but I thought it was really cool how the NHL leaned into it and had a bunch of different people available. George Paros, Gary Bettman, whoever it was to get a view into how the league makes a night like that work, I think was really important. Yeah, it was really neat. Uh, we also saw a couple of highlight reel goals last night. So we're we're going to run them here, starting with uh, Paul Cotter out in Vegas. I mean, you want to talk about this Vegas depth. How many teams have a depth player who can go and do something like this? Walks in, whoop, through the legs, oh, inside out, far side, top corner. Nasty stuff. And then in Montreal, we had Michael Matheson. This one ripping, was ridiculous. Ripping end to end, like fakes the drop back. Okay, you bid on that. I'll do it again. Okay, you bid on that. And then uh, a little speed burst hit the hold down the trigger for a speed burst. It, it was nasty. Uh, which one was more impressive to you? The Matheson one. It kind of reminded me like I got a little feel of like the Marek Malik shootout <laughs> goal from the Rangers way back in the day. You're not expecting that. And you're definitely not expecting an end to end rush from Mike Matheson. So uh, for me, that was it. Yeah, I I was my jaw was on the floor watching the Michael Matheson one because it's also a reminder that even the guys that you don't perceive as like elite skilled players in the NHL, they're all really damn good. I think about this all the time when it comes to pitchers in baseball. We don't they don't hit anymore, but when they did and you'd see one hit a home run, you're like on that guy's high school and college team, he was probably the guy at the plate that was mashing yeah. and now he doesn't get the opportunity anymore. These guys, you know, it, so Taylor Hall said it to me when I was talking to him about Connor Bedard and his frustrations to start the year. He's like, these other guys, they're they made it to the NHL too. Yeah, every player in the NHL at some point, even if they're a fourth liner who's just there to fight, at some point they were the best player on their team. In their, they were life. the best player in their league, most likely, yeah. and putting up like literally a hundred plus points, even as defensemen, even as fourth liners, on whatever team they played on. All right, let's move along to our Botano Daily Bets. Frank, I gave three plays yesterday outside of the 16-leg parlay, and I actually went two for three with them. I just missed on the player prop. The Canucks came through, Leafs and the Devils came through as well in a parlay, so a good, good start, uh, or a good start to the week, I guess. It was a Tuesday. Uh, the 16-leg parlay as well, I went 10 or 11 for 16, Frank, with the one I recommended yesterday. Um, so did our producer, Gavin. Someone was in the chat, too, over on uh, Facebook. Jimmy said he was 12 and 4. That is really close. And if those four losses came late in this late, then you were definitely, uh, definitely. Yeah, if you had like me. the Golden Knights, for instance, or whatever. Yeah, well, that one would have worked. But if you had the Flyers, for instance, and they were up two to one in the third, that one would have been tough. Uh, tonight, quiet night in the NHL with just one game. I got one play. I'm going right back to the New Jersey Devils. Minus a goal and a half sitting at just a hair below even money. Listen, the Capitals, they played well last night, still didn't win. Lost 4-1. Didn't even cover the puck line. I think the Devils are looking good. They had a little bit of a scare early on against the Canadians, but they're at home. So I like the idea that they're the home team in the back-to-back. -back. Washington's the one that's had to do at least a little bit of travel. So I like taking the Devils to win by two or more tonight. And we got to give a little love to Jack Hughes. Tied for the mm -hmm. league lead in scoring with 14 points to start the year. He's been unreal. And you know what's really cool about the night that Jack Hughes had against the Montreal Canadiens? Four assists. And you're thinking, how many of those were cheesy apples? Nope. The answer, none of them. Four primary assists for Jack Hughes. The guy's a beast.
Tyler Toffoli loving life in New Jersey. He's like, damn, I get to play with this guy for like the other 75 games of the what year. What a pickup. What yeah. a pickup. All right, let's wrap up the show, Frank, with a little bit of garbage time. And it is brought to you by Wendy's. Wendy's is letting you win real food with your fantasy team this year and daily face-off. For those of you who smoke the competition, Wendy's is rewarding you with weekly prizes that will have you savoring the true taste of victory. We're launching our Survivor game right away, so keep it locked on dailyfaceoff.com. Frank, what do you got for garbage time? Thanks to Arizona Coyotes defenseman Travis Dermott, who's on a two-way contract and fighting to stay in the NHL, and longtime NHL partner Scotiabank, which made a decision to hand out 5,000 free rolls of pride tape. The NHL reversed its decision on Tuesday, just shortly after our show ended, and allowed players to go back to using pride tape if they so desired or to support any uh, special initiative cause that they might see fit with something like tape. It was crazy that the NHL went to this length to begin with to ban it. I understand their thought process. They're trying to protect freedom of speech and ability to protect yourself if you don't want to participate. But to clap back as far as they did didn't make any sense to me. And it was only a matter of time, as soon as Travis Derma did that, that they were essentially put in a spot where um, they had to make a decision. Was the NHL going to punish Dermot for this decision to use pride tape? And I'm told that there were multiple teams ready to go that were ready to use pride tape almost in its entirety. Then what? What would the NHL do? So this forced a decision and you see the NHL roll back its ban. Uh, should have never happened, but they've gotten to the right place now. Yeah, and a big shout-out to Travis Dermott, who's been a great ally throughout the years. I also did. It's beside the point, but I got a chuckle out of just sort of the indirect, like, backhanded compliments. People were like, ah, great on Travis Dermott, a fringe NHL or a guy who could be taken off the roster at any point, and they wouldn't miss him. And I'm like, oh, man, I feel for him. He's probably sitting no, on but He has something to lose is the point. Know, He's not yeah. an established guy with an eight-year contract that's sitting on a pile of money. What if the league had said to someone – Hey, get rid of this guy. Get this guy out of here. And if you say, hold on, no one would ever do that. Just remember what happened with John Scott being MVP of the All-Star Weekend. Mm. It does happen from time to time. Players do end up being blackballed. And so let's keep that in mind and say it's not really that far-fetched of an idea. Yeah, fair enough. All right, that is a wrap. Uh, Barra in the YouTube chat pointed out, Frank, what great attention to detail. He pointed out your Ted Lasso Believe sign in ah. the first show you had it. There you go. Yeah, I was just uh, trying to fix my set over here. And so uh, you got to believe. There you go. Uh, and you better believe we'll be back tomorrow at noon Eastern time with another edition of the show. And then Friday, live in the same room in Edmonton as Frank comes up for the Heritage Classic. Going to be a good week or a good couple of shows to wrap up the week. We hope to see you there on the Daily Faceoff YouTube. Big shout out to Botano. The game starts now at botano.ca. We'll talk with everyone again tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Faceoff Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.